right, we are officially rolling. Officially rolling. Making things happen. Get, hey. Getting into things. Oh, hey. There you are again. Welcome back to the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. Once again, as ever, I am one of your hosts, Rick Larson, on Twitter at rlarson4. And with me, as always, is our other host and uh, audio whiz extraordinaire, Jeff Cardello. Jeff, how's uh, how's things going? Uh, pretty well. I had a lovely day of thrift shopping in Sun City today. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So and I feel young and vibrant right now. <laughs> by, by comparison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to have, to have you... Uh, Post some pictures of your finds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had some good ones. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, today we're going to have a kind of a comic book themed show, possibly. Um, We have uh, our guest is a a local Phoenix cartoonist, big supporter of uh, comics in all forms. Uh, Let's hear it for Denny Richelli. Hey, how are you guys doing? How do, uh, what's one thing you'd like the world to know about you? Um, comics never stop. Comics never stop. They keep going. They just, yep. You, you think it ends yeah. when Garfield kicks Odie off of the counter, but it, their, lives, their lives go on. Like they, <laughs> they, have lo- they have hopes and dreams and fears, just like, just like any of us. Nermal is, uh, is a perfectly realized three-dimensional uh, character. <laughs> Should we answer a question? I say yes. I mean, I think that's what the people tune in for. <laughs> yes, they want to... They're at the edge of their seat. To what hear, question will be answered this week? We're going to answer the, a uh, important hot topic, uh, burning, the, burning the airwaves, and we'll, uh, we'll answer it thoroughly, completely... And unreservedly. So, uh, Denny, what is our question this week? What's the deal with lemons? What's the deal with lemons? Oh, man. I guess we could start this with is, lemonade. That is... When yeah. life gives you lemons... You, you make you lemonade. You make lemonade. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anybody a fan? Are you a fan of lemonade? Um, I do. I do like lemonade. Um, yeah. When I get a chance to mix it in with my tea, I'm a big tea drinker, so when uh-huh. I get the chance to have some lemonade mixed in there as like my sweet, uh, yeah. I prefer that than the sweet tea. Okay. But if yeah. I need some sugar, then I gotta go for the sweet tea, but if you and I could add lemonade all the time, I'd probably be That's in good true. shape. That's called an Arnold Palmer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know the story of that. I guess maybe he drank them, or yeah, I think that's just he what he drank them? when he played uh, yeah. golf. It's like half tea, half lemonade. Yeah. I, I want it to be like he had a one of those big coolers full of lemonade, and he crashed into into a Lipton, uh, yeah, truck. maybe a nasty <laughs> truck. Yes, or maybe it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Robert Palmer. And they one had tea and one had lemonade, and they crashed into each other, and that's how it was almost called the Robert Schwarzenegger. Okay. Almost, almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. Um, yeah, I I have been drinking a lot of uh, 
a lot of unsweetened tea in the last like year and a half, um, having done away with uh, with soda entirely. Yeah. So. Yeah, I gave up soda probably three, four, maybe even five years ago. Mm-hmm. I have uh, kidney stone issues, mm. but uh, we don't need to get depressed yeah. about those yeah. things. <laughs> it's painful. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for those of you who have quit soda, we we salute you. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had certain jobs where people would hang out and drink like two thirst busters of Mountain Dew in a day. So mm-hmm. I mean, was it th- that level of soda? Like, what was uh, your I, um, consumption? I I drink a lot. I drink a lot of of like water and tea. So I probably go through a hundred and fifty to two hundred ounces of water oh, and tea a day. Man. So I was probably going through a hundred ounces of soda. Wow. That was commitment. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a household where we had uh, cans of soda. Oh yes, didn't cans. do didn't do like the two liters or bottles or much of that at all. But there was a strict strict rule about everybody got one a day, and it wasn't like a rationing. Like a, it wasn't World War Two. That was just my parents. Like the one, the one thing that they were sensible about was like. So I I meet people who are like yeah I drink a six pack a day and I I can't I can't relate. I, like, doesn't your mom get mad at you? <laughs> I know mine would. Yeah. Mine well, would. I I was forbidden to drink soda, so oh. I was deprived. But um, yeah, I just never got into the habit of drinking soda. Hmm. So. so you didn't really necessarily have to give it up. You just I did not have to give it up. Okay. I think it was the easiest thing though to get like at the Circle K. Yeah. You know when you went in, you were buying their Thirst Buster now Polar Pop. Um, you just kind of hey, what's there to choose from? Oh look, soda. Yeah. You know, and I used to do the suicides. You just go and get one of everything because you can't decide what to drink. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you kill your taste buds with that, and then nothing tastes good anyways. So, what would be a good drink to accompany, say, something like drawing comics? Again, I drink lots of tea and water now. Okay. So I, I tend to like the tea for the flavor. Like if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, if, if things aren't floating well and you're kind of thinking and maybe writing tea because it has a little bit of flavor to it. But then when I'm just cruising through drawing and stuff, it's probably water. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't need the flavor. Everything's going and my brain's yeah. not thinking about anything else. So you, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice it at that, at that point anyway. Have you ever... Uh, have you ever gotten really far on a project and then spilled something on it? So I draw it mostly digitally now. Okay. So a lot of that doesn't happen with doesn't, the, the yeah. spilling on it. <laughs> if it does, that's uh, it a thousand dollar mistake. Yeah, it's, it's way yeah. worse. Yeah. But um, I actually tend to keep my drink in the other room, not next okay. to my computer, uh, so that yeah. it forces me to kind of get up every couple of minutes and walk so I'm not sitting in front of the computer hunched that's over for like sweet. two, three hours. Yeah, that's a good You know, I read some good habit. You know, the internet gives you all kinds of good facts, so there was something mm-hmm. about how you're supposed to get up every 20, 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, how do I do that? Oh, well, if I put my drink over here, then I have to go get it, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's so it's good. in the other room, and I have to go kind of walk to the kitchen table, get it, take a sip or two, say hi to my family, and then run back into my cave and draw, yep. which is really just my bedroom, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, the cave was the first bedroom. Okay. We, can, we can all agree on that. So, I mean, when you're drawing, like, are there any, like, ritualistic, not, like, satanic, of course, <laughs> but, uh, 
No, are there like any, or any satanic ones? We'll take right, those yeah, too. We're yeah. open to that. Yeah, um, no. no, are like, are there any rituals that you do before sitting down to draw? Like, do things have to be per- like? I know for me, when I try to to do something creative, everything has to be a certain way, and there needs to be like silence, and the mm-hmm. temperature needs to be just right. Um, when the the drawing, no, with the writing. Um, I definitely have to kind of get a certain atmosphere kind of going in the house. It's got to be quiet. I got to have the paper out. Usually I'm at the kitchen table, um, stuff like that. But when I'm drawing, you know, I'm mostly drawing on the computer. So besides maybe checking Facebook for a couple minutes, um, probably like two years ago, though, I was uh, still playing this game called Neopets Online. Have you guys ever played this game? I have not, but I so, I think I have seen it. So my yeah. kids have played it when they were younger. And for whatever uh, reason, I'm still playing it and it, when i would sit down every time i sit down at the computer i would play neopets for like 15 minutes to kind of start my computer work okay and now it's been more checking facebook like i don't think i've checked neopets in a couple weeks but then i realized that tomorrow is the first of december and they give away a prize every day in december oh, oh. so i might have to go back on to, every day go. for the next month that's kind of embarrassing though i'm 40 is this one old. of is this one of <laughs> is this one of those games though where like they they live on without you, so you'll come back and they'll be all skinny yeah. and uh, feet on the floor. And... They no, no, they don't do that. But they like will say they're dying or they're unhappy or oh man, whatever. But then like you make a bunch of money because like mm-hmm. I invest in the stock market on the game or whatever, and I'll come oh, back wow. on and it's like oh look, I made you know two hundred thousand dollars since the last time I was on because <laughs> I made all this money in their stock market. That's and funny. then you just buy. I think I like it because you can run a shop and you can buy books. And like okay. you can read them to your thing, so it kind of almost feels like it's like I'm running my little comic book store. Sure, you know, sure. and then you can okay. dress them up in stupid costumes. I, I have no idea why I play this game stuff. So wait, <laughs> like these neo, like are they typical like cats and dogs, or are they something of they're, their own in this universe? They're kind of their own. They kind of mix and match stuff. Like I have a, a Lutari, I think is one of them, and oh, okay. he looks kind of like a squirrel, kind of like something uh-huh. else. Um, then there's, there's like cows, but they call them something else. Um, what are the other things I have? I have a Norbu or something like that, and he looks kind of, I don't know. They, they look like animals, but they're not really those. I would say the closest thing is, like, it almost feels like it's a Pokemon game. You can even take them to, like, this arena to fight, and you got weapons, and, like, the weapons that are good cost, like, millions upon millions of dollars, on the game like I mean you don't have to spend cash to play although there's a, a part where you there's can spend always cash a way where you can if to you do that to, but yeah. I don't think that makes you a better player like all the weapons that are good are just things that you use like the neo points that you get for free so yeah. you can play like games like at first I would play it just for the games like my son was playing and they had like this game that was like breakout where you'd go back and forth and you had to break the little bricks up top so okay. I would play that game and be like oh this is cool let me play that game but you're only allowed to play three times a day for points. Oh. So I would play his three games every day. And then I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this. Let me go open my own account so I can play three more times. <laughs> and then it became like, oh, look, I can help my kids. And then my kids stopped playing because they got older. And I kept playing. And I don't know why. I yeah. I have heard, like, the, especially the app games and things like that are psychologically designed to kind of keep you going. Like the... I don't know if Farmville is still a thing, but there's some clones of that that are still the same thing, and you have to... Yeah, my wife plays Bakery Story. Bakery Story. So you run a bakery, and you have to, like, 
The original one, you just had to make the stuff, and now you actually have to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. to buy the product so that you can make your bakery stuff, so you can sell it to your customers. And I'm just like, that's way too much work. That's <laughs> way too much work. I, like that yeah. feels like you have to play three times as long just to get one thing accomplished. No, no, it's that's definitely true. But yeah. by that time, they've hooked you. They've hooked you. Yeah. I don't know a lot about these new games, but I did find somewhere online where I can play uh, the text-based adventure game Zork. Oh. I don't know (laughs) if anyone is familiar with that, but I I was very excited uh, to find that. For those uh, listening at home, Zork came out in about 1985. (laughs) Yeah, I remember in school playing the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game. That was super, super difficult. And I know, like, I never got out of the bedroom. And there was some kind of pun, I'm sure of it, that you had to do to get just the right. Because it would, anything you would try to do, they would be like, well, you have to do this other thing first. So I could never figure out what the magic secret was to, to get out of the, out of the bedroom. So, I, like, the world was never destroyed, and I never learned about dolphins, and never got to carry my towel, or whatever else is... You were deprived of so, of so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> nobody says my favorite part of the book, or the movie, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, was that part where he spent two hours trying to get out of the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> I used to play the Oregon Trail game. You oh, yeah. I play yeah. that one at school all the time on the computers. Yep. And- like your whole family would die, and then eventually you'd be killed by the Native Americans, and you, yeah, you know, a lot of kids like to play the shooting part of it, where you'd kill the buffalo. Yeah, you kill the oh, yeah, you kill too many buffalo, and you couldn't carry all the meat. And, yeah, there was a lot, lot of life lessons in that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that game is the reason that animated buffalo. You never see them in any other games, like. Call of Duty, no buffalo. There are no buffalo to be shot. No buffalo. It's all they were all hunted down and uh, by uh, by this kid Randy in my fourth grade class, who wouldn't stop shooting the buffalo. So lemons, lemons don't make uh, a big appearance in video games either. No, that's true. I mean, there have to, there has to have been a game called Lemonade Stand at some point, right? If not, yeah, <laughs> a Lemonade Stand simulator. I was thinking, I think probably, because in every board on Pac-Man there was a different fruit. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sure there was a lemon at one point. Oh, and slot machines, but <laughs> lemons are bad news. I think yeah, in the slot machines, aren't they? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a gambler. Not a not, gambler. Yeah, me neither. I was thinking of Burger Time. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe there was a lemon on there. Oh, and the maybe. Pac-Man games. Wasn't yeah. there like Miss Pac-Man what or saying. whatever? Yeah. Also, like there, a, there's a video game called Food Fight. I'm sure you... Th- there had to have been some lemons available in Food yeah, Fight. Yeah, if, if not, I would have taken that game back and asked for my money. <laughs> there's no lemons in this game. You, you jerk. And they would be like, well, you can't take it back because you opened it. Yeah. And I was like, that's just arbitrary and capricious, and <laughs> this whole scenario plays out in my mind. Um, and there, wasn't there a wasn't there a bartender game, or was that just in the movie Wreck It Ralph? There was, no, there was. That's the, a real thing. That was yeah, a real tap, thing. Okay. Tapper. 
topper, tapper, yeah, something tapper. Where you Makes slid sense. the yeah, I just slide him down the bar. The, yeah. Yeah. So you you gotta go get them and serve them all to the people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's one of those things that never happens in real life, or at least I'm going to the it's going to the wrong places. I've never seen anyone slide a beer down a bar. I feel that's like an old timey like. Like, if you yeah. went into, like, a Western, like, okay. 1800s, there would be yeah. a lot of sliding. Of, maybe if you hit Rawhide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe, what, like a theme place? Yeah, yeah. they might slide a sarsaparilla on down to you. I would, yeah, I would like that. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> and the, the tapper game, I think, had, like, the little tap thing that you pulled down, like you were serving oh, beer or yeah, whatever. Oh, oh, it like, had, like in I'm pretty arcade? sure, like, oh, okay. in the arcade, it had that. And then you had the little joystick to move you up and down, or at least I remember seeing something oh, I, that was I, very similar to that. I would believe it. I would believe it. You That's know, to try awesome. to make it realistic. Was it actually beer, or what, did they I, censor it? I have it no idea for... what it was. I mean, it was probably before they started censoring things, so, you know, before yeah, they yeah. became too PC with everything. Well, yeah. I'm... It's hard to say. Well, it's hard to say, because, like, they didn't used to censor people smoking. But they did censor like language and and nudity and things like that. Yeah. So used to not be able to get away with uh, saying bad things about cops. So, so I, I don't know if we've if we've really increased censorship or just changed what's being censored. Yeah, I think it's changed drastically. Yeah. So so being a comic artist who has brought in some wonderful publications for us today. Oh, yeah, yeah. One such as Comics Never Stop, which is available at local uh, coffee shops. Like, I mean, do you ever feel pressure as as far as like your content is concerned, or do you try to work within uh, we, certain parameters? We try to say, like, everyone that kind of contributes, it's got to be good for kids. Okay. So it's got to be, like, okay. like, And, I, again, I think that stretches a lot of stuff. Like, I've been reading old Mickey Mouse cartoons, and he's always brandishing a gun and shooting people. And Mickey you know, Mouse shot people? Wow. Way back in the newspaper strips. So, like, yeah. that was clearly okay. He shot Hitler in the you special know. strip? That probably, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> because um, didn't Bugs Bunny, like, do something to Hitler? Like, there's, like, a band, like... In quotes, band. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of band Bugs Bunny. Yeah. 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 They, they're like, oh, wait, these oh, are kind of embarrassing now. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe we did that. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't but, have done uh, that. Um, but there, I think a, a very common uh, thing in, especially when they would do like the comic strip or comic book adaptations of something, they would always be completely different. Like, I remember my dad had a bunch of Woody Woodpecker cartoons. And if you remember Woody Woodpecker cartoons, especially the classic ones, he was just like a complete anarchist, crazy person that would just oh, yeah, yeah. run around yeah. and cackling like a maniac and destroying property. And, and, and like in the comic strip, he was all like calm and like he had a house and a wife and a what? mortgage and he was friends with the walrus and yeah it was it was bizarre like they, they they would never never the 
the comic book adaptation was never anything like the original the original property. Well, wasn't that because most of the early cartoons were shown like before movies? Yeah. yeah. So who was going to the movies? The adults. It wasn't. Mm. You weren't paying to take your kids out to the movies. It was yeah. the adults going out to the adult movie, which was really just a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nothing. You know, harder than probably like a PG thirteen is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah, no, with the like the Hayes Code and all that, it was pretty. Yeah, pretty tame. Pretty tame. I did just watch a Laurel and Hardy uh, um, short just yesterday where uh, Stan talks Oliver and Ollie into adopting a baby to like save his marriage. And then they get home and the wife is suing him for divorce. So he's stuck with the baby. And there's a beautiful... The first beautiful moment was they're like, you should adopt a baby. And then cut to them coming home with a baby like that's how long it took <laughs> they just went and got one and came back um well but, i don't think they were interested in how do you get the baby yeah, they were interested was, in what happens after you yeah. have the baby so then then they have it and the, but the wife's leaving them and or leaving him and uh, she's actually suing the other guy for um what was the term for uh for um alienating his affections from his wife so they have this scene in the hallway where he's like oh well okay i guess i'll see you later enjoy your baby (laughs) he's like you can't you can't leave me like this it was your idea for me to have this baby and now that i'm in this situation you want to leave and then stan's like oh but i have my career to think of (laughs) this is perfectly beautifully mapped scene of uh, yeah, they're really uh, tackling uh, some of the contra- controversial topics yes, of the yes. time in, in 1932. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that one is uh, it was called um, their first mistake. If anybody wants to search that one out and find it, also had a had a great scene where the baby was crying, and Ollie says, "Why don't you give the baby something to eat?" And Stan sits down and starts unbuttoning his shirt. There's a series of double takes. He's like, "Why is he doing that?" And then he reaches in and pulls out a bottle. Okay. So they <laughs> there was no great. male breastfeeding. No, going yeah, on, I have, which is hilarious. I, yeah, I was really surprised that they they because that was obviously what they were, that was what edgy. They were expecting. Yeah, yeah that was edgy. So, um, I did spoil the entire movie though for people who haven't seen it oh. yet. Oh. But really. It came out in 1932, I think. There's been a lot of time to see. Spoiler, it. yeah, you had yeah. you had your chance, you had your <laughs> chance. Um, I uh, I had a lime tree for a little while. We we tried to we tried to have one. I always wanted uh, my own citrus tree, but it it didn't uh, it didn't thrive. Uh, so we didn't we didn't ever get any limes off of it. So speaking, do you guys both have kids? I know Rick has uh, kids. Yeah. Oh, I, I, no. I have zero. Zero. All right. So I have two. So <laughs> when when they were younger, I remember giving them the lemon for the first time. Did you do that with your, oh, yeah. your little yeah, ones? I have you, seen videos you, of of first reactions. That's to just kind of awesome. Like you just like you kind of torture your kids in a way like that's okay to torture them. You just mm-hmm. give them weird food. 
So lemon is kind of one of those things like you give it to them and they, they're looking like, oh, daddy's giving me this. It's going to be great. Oh, and you make it like it's a big treat. And then you give it to them and they're just oh. like, <laughs> you know, and they just give you this horrible looking right. face. Like, uh-huh. what did you feed me? And they, yeah. Why did you do this to me? A very important life lesson to teach yeah. a child. Never trust adults. Yes. <laughs> which, which reminds me of this time when uh, I came home with, I think they were... Harry Potter jelly belly beans or whatever that had like all these gross flavors. Yes. You know, they yes. had like vomit and whatever and my kids love jelly beans and I picked like the gross flavors and handed them to them and they just kept on chewing them and kept on chewing them oh, and you can see their face just like and I'm like, you want one more? And they're like, no. And then finally I give them a good one and they're just like, they're still making the face because they can't believe it tastes good. So, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I did see a pack of that in uh Walgreens a couple of weeks ago and I'm wondering like the one that's flavored vomit I mean is that like a pure vomit flavor or like a candified one where it's like sugary like can- sugary vomit, sugary no, vomit it, like it you- tastes like like the vomit like in your throat like when you just cough up a little oh my like it just it does not taste good yeah there's no there's nothing not- like it doesn't taste like vomiting after eating like a pack of sweet tarts no no, it, it's, they're not even. Most of those aren't even sweet. I mean, they taste like candy, but it's not a sweet candy. It's like, yeah. you know. I know there's also dirt, and I think there's booger. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. I'm like, and I know it's not even the real thing, but I'm still like, I'm. I have a. Uh, they. My kids did that. They took them up and down the street and tried to pawn them off to people. And they loved it. Which is a funny joke. And then they dared each other to eat them, too. And I could never bring myself to do it. I'm like, I know it's not really vomit, but I'm, I've am i learned my lesson about vomit. <laughs> so it's like, what That's other... my motto. I've learned my lesson about vomit. Like, what other uh, foods are fun to feed uh, an infant... <laughs> When I was uh, either still a teenager or just barely not a teenager, I gave a kid olive juice. He's like, I want some juice. I'm like, here, here's some juice. <laughs> Give him a thing of olive juice. Olive juice, yeah. Out of like the olive uh, container. Yeah, the green olive jar. Like, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, that kid did not like that. Um, I was like, do you want some more? No. <laughs> on the opposite end, so my kids are really, really old now. I have a, mm-hmm. mine are eighteen and seventeen, so they're no longer young. But my brothers are now kind of having kids, mm-hmm. and so their kids are all in the like three to maybe five range. Mm-hmm. So when we go to family functions, they come to me and they're like, "Uncle Denny, Uncle Denny, can I have this cookie?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so I feed them tons of sugar because I know they're just going to be wired, and their no, parents yeah, always yeah. tell them no. And I think it's hilarious to kind of play the the devil's advocate or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it is like the devil like i'll let you eat everything you want just ask ask uncle denny i'll let you eat whatever <laughs> so my wife kind of does the same thing oh yeah you can have that oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's great oh yeah let me have one too something yeah something about children not being your own does kind of open up this very weird generosity not like uh not like i'm gonna buy you a, a book kind of generosity but like here, have uh, have some chocolate cake, have this pie. <laughs> oh god. Um, 
we uh, we had pecan pie for the holiday, and uh, I offered some to my daughter, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll try it." I was nervous because neither of my boys liked nuts at all, which is weird to me, but whatever. Um, they uh, so I, I gave her a piece, and she was eating it, and uh, she called the filling the, the like orangey part. She said, "I really like the applesauce in it." So uh, okay. that was pretty cute. <laughs> she also called uh, the you know the the cheese that's like marbled, it's like white and yellow, kind of. Yeah. She said, she said uh, about that. I want a piece of the camouflage cheese. Camouflage cheese. Yeah. So I'm surprised so, she could see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> kids say the darndest things. That's isn't yeah. it? They really do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I hang out with like hip friends or childless friends, and I'm always like worried. Like, should I tell these stories? Because I ha- I do have a lot of like, she said the cutest thing today. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy okay. it. <laughs> There's a little magic in that innocence of what they say sometimes. Yeah, yeah. you know. And and then um. Uh... What was I gonna say? I don't know. And then other times, <laughs> their older brother is sleeping on the couch, and she decides to wake him up by yelling, in sitting on his head and yelling "face butt." Okay, face. That's butt. a good one. Yep. So <laughs> that has become a verb in our face in our butt. household. You're gonna face butt somebody means to sit on their head. Yeah, I was um, I was at a coffee shop a couple weeks ago and there was kind of like these cool parents there mm-hmm. with their cool little kids running around and the names of the kids one was named Franklin and the other name was named Edison I'm just like whoa like I hope your kids uh, grow into those names and are uh, successful it's like yeah. Edison Come over here, Edison. No, no, Franklin. And it was, I'm just like, say Franklin and Edison. Come over here. One more time. <laughs> Come over here and invent something for mommy. It's yeah. a lot of, a lot of yeah. pressure on those poor kids. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, once they get to school and realize who they've been named after, it's like, yeah. whoa, life is over. Oh, yeah. Which, on the opposite, opposite spectrum of that, I was in uh, the Honda dealership getting my oil changed. And there was kind of a punk rock mom there, and uh, her two kids were there who were going nuts. And sure, one of the child's names uh, was Jameson, and the other one was Rollins. So wow. I'm like, okay, you you named those kids pretty well. What's the? Is, yeah, where's? Is it Jameson after the whiskey, or is there is that a punk rocker name? I, I recognize mean, Rollins. I feel like but. Jameson would be after the whiskey. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, you know, I, it was just ridiculous. I'm like, you know, where's your other uh, child? Like, like, wh- where's, like, Jello or, like, G.G. Allen Jr.? <laughs> yes. What about Sid? Yeah, yeah, where's Sid? Sid? You need to have a Sid in there. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. And I think right now we're going to take a little bit of a break. Enjoy a Jameson with lemon. Yes. All right, we're rolling. We're, we're back from break. All right. Well, I'll uh, eat a handful of lemons and uh, 
Got, uh, Hope you got, got some acclimated. zest off of it. Yep, cured my scurvy right up. Just yes. <laughs> all, all better now. I don't actually know what the symptoms of scurvy are, but because it has the word curvy in it, I always assumed it like made you hunched over. Oh. But I, I never, I never thought of it while I was while I was re- able to Google it. So I'm just going to say that's true. and uh, That is true. And nobody's going to fact check me. So Yeah, it's known for the scurvature of the spine. Yes. Scurvature. <laughs> it's uh, a, fun, a fun activity to do. Um, Sometimes uh, call in sick to work and tell them you have some old-timey disease. <laughs> I, don't, I can't come in... To work today, I have rickets. <laughs> I've got uh, um, oh, I was, the other one was gout. That's what it was. Gout. Hey, yeah. that's not funny. I have gout. Oh, okay. oh no, <laughs> it's okay. My dad has gout. Too. My dad yeah. has gout too. Oh. Yeah, it's an old man disease. It's I think. an old man I don't disease. Know. I guess so. Yeah. Oh. Do you have gout in your knees? Or? It's in my. It comes in my feet, and my feet like oh, blow up. Yeah. But like, I haven't had a. I, it is episodes. never. I have. I know someone who has it, and it takes him out of work all the time. Oh wow! Okay. And mine has never taken me out of work. Like I mean, I went to the gym and worked out with it. Like, uh-huh. but I get a big ball on my foot, like right oh, wow, towards wow. the end of my, uh, what's your big toe, mm-hmm. right off the end there, like where your big toe connects to your foot. It's just this big ball, and it's. But I haven't had it probably in flare up in two three years. Oh, that's oh, okay. good. So they got me on drugs. So if you need a good excuse for not going to work, just tell them you have gout. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It clearly will work. This yes. message brought to you by the Gout Council. Yes. <laughs> Gout.gov. Um, my father-in-law had shingles, which oh. apparently has made a big comeback. Like I always thought of that as another one of those like things that people got in the old west, but apparently No, I think we if you had chickenpox, you yeah. have shingles. Yes. So does it act up or not? Depends on whatever you do or something. I, oh, I maybe yeah. Which yeah. could they have come up with a better name than shingles? Mm. I mean, do, does your skin appear like roofing material? Like what? What is? What makes it shingles? Oh, and for that know. matter, chicken. Well, I mean, chicken pox probably originated in poultry. This is not the science podcast. No, no. Obviously. I thought it was because of the red dots made it look like you had chicken skin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you... Savory. Before, like, there was the... Before the chicken pox vaccine, your parents took you to someone's house who had the chicken pox. Like, if someone mm-hmm. had the chicken pox, they would take you over. Oh, little Sally, who has the chicken pox? Can we go over and visit her? Because I'm pretty sure that's what either happened to me or like one of my brothers got it, and it's like, no, you all hang out, and everyone had the chicken pox in my house. Yeah, I've heard of that happening, but I I know mine when I got it, it was an accident. Because I remember telling my mom after I was eating cereal, and I remember like finishing my breakfast and then telling my mom like, the roof of my mouth itches. Ugh. Yeah, and then she like looked me over, and then I had some on my arm, and then like. The next day, they were everywhere, and it was, I couldn't sit or lay down or anything, everything was uncomfortable. It's, it's a horrible, horrible thing, but I guess the, the thought behind that, the reason people do that is 
Because it's better to get it when you're younger. Yeah. Because it hits you harder when you're older. Which is... The only... Like, medical thing I can think of where that's the case. Like, normally, like, the flu... Is something where, like, oh, I'm I gotta miss work tomorrow because I have the flu, but it's really bad if you're a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't want your baby to get the flu. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that chickenpox came up um, because rubbing lemons on them will do nothing. That is not a home remedy. <laughs> yeah, we're helping dispel yeah. myths. Also, pears, they do nothing. Pears do nothing. But leave you smelling delicious. Yeah. They're very fragile, too, pears. Okay. <laughs> bruise easily. Not like hearty lemons. Yes. <laughs> so where do we all stand on the topic of lemon meringue pie? Um, I'm for it. I'm for it. I am absolutely for all it. All right. It's unanimous. <laughs> it's are, you guys, are you guys more pie guys or cake guys? That's a good question. I'd rather think... have a pie or cake. It's a, it's a very controversial topic. Um, I, I take pie. Yeah. Give me a good apple pie on my birthday, okay. which is coming up this Wednesday, listeners, if you oh. want to uh, send a care package. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, pies. Buy me a bag of lemons. Give me a good apple pie. Yeah. Give me a good chocolate pie. Chocolate pie is pretty good. Trace Leche's cake, though, uh, okay, is is pretty pretty amazing. There, I I do feel like there is a gulf between, like, there's bad cake and great cake, and there's like a, a huge gulf in between. Whereas pie is pretty much pie; it's hard to mess up. I've had bad pie, but they're they're much rarer. Yeah, I would... you, you get those like cheap grocery store. Uh, dry, gross Some cakes. Sarah Lee. Yeah. We're, ty- we're calling you out, Sarah Lee. <laughs> yeah, I would probably go with the pie also. Although, yeah, some of those cakes, yeah. I'm, I'm partial to the Costco cake with the, the layer of yeah. cream in the middle or whatever, but you have yeah. to buy, like, such a big cake that you can't, like, yeah. buy that for your birthday at home if you're only celebrating with your family. You'd have yeah. cake for, like, two weeks. I mean, I think the reason why I don't choose cake is because... I've had too many office jobs where people have birthdays and then they have a terrible, like the cheapest cake possible mm-hmm. that they buy, and then one always feels, at least I, uh, feel forced to eat some of this horrible cake. Like, yeah. oh, Jeff, it's Tammy's birthday. You want some cake? Oh, should you have a piece? And it's like, we made, okay, we, we made it out of insulation and spray foam. Yes. No, I yeah, I've definitely. Definitely been been there for sure. Um, how do we feel then? Uh, throwing it out again, uh, carrot cake, yay or nay? I like the carrot cake. It's not the first cake I go for. Sure. But if there is carrot cake there and that is the choice of cake, I would gladly eat it. I pro- yeah. it's a little moister than most cakes, so I think I, I probably enjoy that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Although you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Um, Carrot cake is one of those cakes that can go bad very easily. 
Um, mm. You know, if someone, say, puts pineapple in it, or oh. there's an overabundance of, of raisins, there's a very delicate balance. Mm. My mom makes really good carrot cake, so oh, okay. I, I fully support her carrot cake. Um, I don't know where I stand on other people's carrot cakes. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, carrot cake is one of those ones that can, when it's great, it's, it's great. It's definitely one of my favorite cakes, but... When it's marginal, it's barely saved by the cream cheese frosting. Which can go wrong very easily as well. Oh. That cream cheese frosting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like wedding cake, too. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I like to go to weddings. I mean... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say why I like to get married. <laughs> why I love to get married. Um, no, I mean, two people... Share, making vows, that's cool. But wedding cake, that's... that's that, the, yeah, that's what gets you out of the house. In that in the DJ uh, playing the chicken dance, which I w once drunken, drunkenly heckled uh, a <laughs> DJ to play the chicken dance. I've been to some weddings in the Midwest. Uh -huh. I like a good chicken dance. I was yeah, denied. Yeah. Oh, man. That's... Did they do the uh, the electric slide or what's the? That's what I was. What's thinking. the other one? There's one. Oh, my wife knows it because she always calls it the hokey pokey, but it's not the hokey pokey. There's the hokey pokey too, though. Yeah, but there's a there's a wedding one, and and oh, it's the one where he says two hops this time, uh, one hop this time. That's the. Uh, totally can't remember, but I yeah. know exactly which one you're talking it, about. Yeah. The, slide uh, to the left. Isn't that the electric slide, slide or is that the other one? No, that's the that's that's something different. Because electric slide is, uh, it's electric. Boogie oogie oogie oogie. But does it actually? Does electric slide have instructions? Um, I feel like there, I feel like there should be. I feel like there, that's a genre that like needs its own its own. Yeah, I mean, like infomercial. Like people are like, hey, is that songs that? Where the lyrics are just a list of instructions? Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of dances like that where the instructions are in the song. One of the glaring exceptions is the safety dance, where you have zero instructions on how to yes. do the safety dance. Yeah. Just you can dance if you want to. Okay, I need a little bit more information. I, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think uh, I, I'm actually skeptical that that song... Is safer than other dances? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm not buying it. Um, it's a lot safer than say the electric slide, though. Did the locomotion? Did that have instructions? Um, I don't I, think so. Yeah. No. But um, I mean, the most instructional type of dances would be square dancing. In, in a square dance, you always know where you stand. That's true. That's true. Grab yeah. your partner. And do si do, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like yeah. every square dance. Does song. anybody remember the square dance rap? Yes. Yes. I hear it probably on the weekly. Oh wow! The square wow. dance rap. Yeah, I'm sure it's on my iPhone right was now. Was that the Sir Mixel? That Sir was Mix a Sir Mixalot. Okay. Yeah, Mix that was his. But pre it's not even was, Sir Mixalot. It's it was his pre-butt song, isn't? I thought he was. Well, on it that, is. But. It's his album, but I think it's the Kid Sensation guy. Oh wow! Who was like his rapping sidekick? Uh -huh. Sir Mixalot was the DJ that actually was rapping for most of the songs. Okay. Then there was this another guy, Kid Sensation, 
who I think that's who it was that was rapping in that song as well as the Buttermilk Biscuit song. I, I was actually just going to bring up Buttermilk Biscuit. And then, okay. then he released his own album that sounds nothing like that. Like he's... Because it was it was like a sped up like an Alvin and the Chipmunks kind yeah. of. I think effect, he was. Right? I think he was young though. Like I think okay. he was a young kid at that point, maybe, you know, fourteen, fifteen, and mm-hmm. then when he finally released an album, as Kid Sensation, it he was probably you know seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, back then. Voice. Back then, it was much more common that rap names were like if you were called Lil something, it was because you were little, and if. They sir mix a lot, mixed a lot, and he was a knight. So and he was a very civilized man. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, but I, I think they're they're often kind of nonsensical nowadays. Like, rap names don't like your Waka Flock of Flames. Yes, yes, yes. Or your Fetty Waps, or your. Uh, Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> it's going to be the... Free Bobby. <laughs> the old manist hour in radio. Hold on, so... What about these kids today with their newfangled hip-hop? Hold on, so I, I listen to hip-hop regularly. Sure, sure. And I'd like to demand some credit for this. I don't like to talk about my day job, but I'm, I'm a teacher. And I brought both the Bobby Schmurda and the Fetty Wap guy to our school, and I played the songs for the kids before they were listening to them. Okay. And I said, these are going to be the next things you listen to. Yeah. Because I listen to this European hip-hop station all the time, and uh, they always play music before us because they don't have to pay to have it on the radio over there. They find something cool, and they start playing it immediately. They don't have to wait for someone to say, okay, here's the $1,000 or $500 so you can start playing this every day. So uh-huh. they played both of these guys, and I'm like, I'm just really digging the tracks and really into them, and I'm like, these are going to be fire guys in a couple of weeks. You're going to love these songs. And they're like, shut this off. Put on some Little Wayne. Put on some, you know, whatever yeah. they else they were listening to. And I'm just like, oh. And then a couple of weeks later, I hear a kid, see a kid bobbing his head. I go, what are you listening to? That's what I ask every single time. What are you listening to? And the guy goes, Bobby Schmurda. And I go, I... <laughs> I told you about him like a month ago. No, you didn't. I go and we got another teacher in the back. I'm like, didn't I tell? Yes, you did. And I hated that song. And I'm like, I play it every day. And then the Fetty Wap guy came with uh, his Trap Queen song. And I just, again, played it for the kids. And they're like, what is this? This is horrible. And then we just did a school dance. And they must have played like eight Fetty Wap songs. And the kids just went crazy every single time. Dancing, singing along. And I'm like, yeah, when I first played it in class, like a month before it hit the radio here. It wasn't cool enough for you guys to listen to, so There's, so yeah. you broke both those artists yeah, to uh, uh, the the high school sets. I did, I did. All right. For yeah, for he did for those artists what Kanye did for Paul McCartney. Okay, yes, yeah. yes. brought some exposure. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I have no idea who Fetty Wap and who who's. Bobby Schmurda is in jail. Probably will never Bobby get Shmurda. out. So, Rick, you're familiar with both of these? As a um, father of teenagers, are you familiar with the work of... Uh, I, I am only marginally aware of uh, Fetty Wap. I have... Um, my son's big one is um, The uh, Odd Future. Oh, okay. Odd Future, yeah. Tyler, the creator. Yep. Earl Sweatshirt. Yep, he's all about that, so... Not very polite. Got that's a tough. lot of no, no, not uh-huh. not so much. Loves to wear his cap that says golf on it. Golf, golf wing. Yep, golf wing. Um, so I mean, have you ever had to have the conversation w- with your kids, like when they like something that 
isn't good, like try and <laughs> or like something that's like patently offensive, or I mean, have, have, uh, or are you just accepting? Like the reason why I'm asking is like, granted, this is a different generation, but my mom would like confiscate um, okay. tapes that I would have. I, yes. I never got my Meat Men tape back, which. With good reason, that was probably confiscated, but um, yeah, have you ever had to have like that conversation like, oh, hey, you know, this is horrible. We, <laughs> we do sometimes. Um, he, he's outgrown the age where my opinion matters. Okay. So we've had like aesthetic conversations. I haven't like, no, you, you can't listen to that. I have told him like, that's kind of awful. You probably shouldn't listen to that. But I haven't, I haven't forced it on him, cause, and he knows the, like the first, the first cassettes I bought with my own money. I went in like, 1989 or something to the mall record store, and I bought uh, the B52s and NWAs straight out of Compton. Okay. <laughs> I remember playing that one at a family picnic. And I thought like these older kids were gonna be like be all impressed, and this girl who was probably seventeen or eighteen came over and said, "This music is really rude," and turned it off. That like, was oh, rude. That was a misfire. Um, <laughs> but to your point about breaking artists, is I've seen that with especially like younger teenagers. By the time they're older teenagers, they they kind of start being their own people. But there is that point where. Everybody's kind of scared to stand out, and they don't want to—they don't want to be into something that isn't cool yet. So that there's probably some like tastemakers that that are are a little adventurous that kind of set the tone. But I've seen that where kids will be very safe and conservative in their choices until somebody else likes it. I, I think it has to be played on the radio station that they listen to. And I wouldn't even think they would listen to radio anymore. But yeah. I'm convinced that it's still the radio station. If they're not playing think, it on yeah. power, whatever that station number is now, yeah. they don't think it's hip. If someone doesn't tell them it's okay. Like, I always want the teenagers uh. to be like, hey, you should be introducing me to music. You yeah. know, people always say I look really, really young for my age. And I always tell them, man, it's a hip hop that keeps me young. <laughs> and I hope that the kids introduce me to the hip hop. Uh-huh. But more and often than not, it's yeah. me finding new stuff and telling them to listen to it. And yeah. you know, I listen to it every morning as, you know, I'm tutoring. I get to I get to work at about 6 o'clock. I put it on. The kids don't have to be in school until 8.25. So I have two, two and a half hours. I listen to this European hip hop station. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. They censor out different words. We were talking about, like, censoring earlier. And they... Certain like they're not allowed to talk about sex at all, and no drugs and no guns, but they can say like dirty words all the time, and huh. you know there's different dirty words that they're allowed to say without a problem, or if they warn yeah. you ahead of time, they can yeah. go and swear for 20 minutes, and oh wow, you know yeah. so it's kind of weird. I thought uh, yeah, I thought Europe was more accepting of like the the sexual stuff and more restrictive on the on the violence but maybe that's just movies yeah well i think it's the sexual stuff is i think they treat it as violence it's not like romantic it's like oh hey, i'm gonna yeah that's you true know, do this that's to your true. woman or whatever and they kind of censor that out that, that makes sense I, I, I'm, I'm i'm okay with that i i'll allow it okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the other the other thing that uh oh man i had another 
like oh I know what it was it's about like the radio like radio because I've noticed like not a lot of stations are catering to adults or young adults like I, I feel like the radio the free terrestrial radio is for the super super young oh, yeah, and the yeah. super super old like so they they know they're not going to win over anybody who's like 18 to 45 so so they they kind of uh, they kind of write those off and and stations skew either they skew like to the 12 to 15 year olds or to the to the my dads of the world so i mean like the the high school kids do they have any appreciate and this is like such a grandpa thing to ask but like do they appreciate any of the older hip-hop like public enemy like do they do they know their roots that's what i'm asking i would say no although some of them are really into it because their parents have kind of introduced okay. it yeah but when you put it on i think the biggest problem is is it's too slow for them uh, okay. You know, my, my two children always make fun because I can't keep up with the raps of the speed that the people rap at. But yeah, again, yeah. I've been listening to hip-hop since like 83, 84. Mm-hmm. So they rap slower back then. So yeah, you could yeah. keep up with the flow. Now they go so fast. Like I can do first couple words in the sentence and the last couple words, but the middle is... <laughs> and it's like the rhyme you know? schemes are a lot more complex, yeah. too. More intricate, too. Yeah. I mean, and I know what they're saying, but I can't do it. I can't yeah, keep, keep on up. spinning yeah. every line. So I just kind of do the first couple words, and I'm like the hype man when it's coming, when it's on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I asked, I asked my, my son, like, what's the oldest... That he like, because he made fun of me for listening to De La Soul a few months ago. But what he should right? he should yeah. have been grounded for that. <laughs> but go to your room. But they like the NWA album, and that's twenty yeah twenty five years old. Oh yeah, I mean eighty um, nine. It came out. I remember buying like it at Warehouse ten or fifteen years ago. I was I don't still have it, but um, I remember ten or fifteen years ago. It was longer than that even because I was. Uh, it was before I was married, or either or right after. So, well, let's say 18 years ago, I was at a Taco Bell with a friend of mine, and we overheard these teenagers, like two or three booths over, and this one kid was like standing up, and like pontificating to all the other kids about his cool, uh, his cool taste in music. And he said, "I even really like all that old, old school stuff, like N.W.A. and and I forgot what the other thing was that he said. Maybe it was Easy E. Something something very similar time frame, and it was like the first time as an adult I felt old. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was maybe like twenty five, twenty six, and I'm like that. Uh, that's not old school. <laughs> the one guy they seem to be all is now. But. The one the one guy they seem to all be good on big on is uh, Tupac. Yes. Okay, yeah. Tupac seems He's to timeless. be seems to be timeless. Yeah. Not so much on Biggie. Oh. But Tupac definitely uh-huh. and then there's the handful that are Biggie fans, but it's I mean pretty much almost every girl knows Tupac songs. Yep. You know, every year that radio station I listen to plays, you know, Tupac anniversary kind of songs and they're singing along and they're I didn't know you liked Tupac and I'm like, I really don't, but <laughs> you know, it was that dark ages of like rap got to the radio and all of a sudden you had it a certain way. But the guy did awesome things, but it just wasn't my... I like street. I like it, yeah. you know, hood. Yeah, I think I was... I think that was probably, like, around the time I was not listening to a lot. 
Like, I kind of come in and out of it, or I'm aware of things, but I'm not a a huge... Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't... What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't trust my opinion <laughs> of it. But we would trust your opinion about lemons. The topic we have fully yes, dissected yes. and explored in this episode. <laughs> Said everything there is to say on what is the deal with lemons. Which brings us to the fun and exciting segment that is uh, known as uh, Plugs. Yeah. Rick, I'm going to pass the, the torch to you. Oh, okay. I will plug something first then. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we're almost to December. Um, probably the big uh, the big event is, I think, uh, as I understand it, the um, Improvised Book Club's final show, um, which, you know, this show's been going for... Uh, at least five years um, every month reading a book and then discussing the book and then doing scenes based on that um, every December we do a special uh, kind of family friendly kid friendly show where we have an author come in and or a reader come in and read a children's book and then we kind of improvise off of that so that's coming up um, at, towards the end of the month um, that's a benefit show as well um, so that uh, that should be a pretty fun one um, and then I have my regular Apollo 12 show on the second Friday so this, in December it will be the 11th um, always, a, always a fun time playing with those guys and uh, Denny what do you have coming up or where can we find you online so I do a comic strip called Cousin Harold at CousinHarold.com. It's updated uh, five days a week. Um, in addition to that, I'm kind of spearheading a local uh, newspaper, kind of old school newspaper strips. They're full page uh, strips, comics done by local creators. Uh, for the most part, we do have a couple people from out of state and even one from out of the country in our next issue coming. Um, that's available at coffee shops kind of around the Phoenix metro area. Um, you could go to uh, comicsneverstop.com and find out kind of where we drop it off. Again, it's usually a bi-monthly paper. We also hand it out at uh, First Fridays and Second Fridays in Mesa. Fun, fun. Cool, yeah, definitely check that out. We have a couple examples here in the studio, and it looks like really good, good stuff, really great illustrations. looks super fun, so definitely check that out. All right. And, uh, Jeff, what do you have coming up in the uh, near future? I don't really have anything that exciting. Um, just follow me on Twitter, at jcardello, J-C-A-R-D-E-L-L-O. That's all I got. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening, you guys. Thanks again to um, Gangplank for uh, putting us up every week. Um, in the announcement department, um, we are going to be taking next week off from the uh, from the show. So we'll be back uh, the following week with some amazing, uh, fun guests. And um, we're trying to put together something for the last show of the year. Um, some kind of uh, poll. And I was hoping to have it up on the Facebook page before tonight. But I slacked on it. But we'll have some voting. You can uh, pick uh, 
um, you know, 2015's Tallest Guest, or... Uh, yeah, because the, the last episode of the year is just going to be a clip show. It's, it's all yes, going to be yes. all material. We're just, we would never do that to you. No. Just a joke. <laughs> no. Although our, uh, our, our guest will be a musician who plays that dream... Sound. Okay, that's not true either. A theremin? Yes, a theremin. No. I was thinking the the bells when they go and have oh, a dream. Those like glass flashback. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The little tinkling. Oh, it's a flashback scene. Okay. Kind of <laughs> bells. All my flashbacks are accompanied by well, a theremin. I've so. ruined the show, you guys. It's, so thanks. So now we'll have to uh, throw this one in the toilet. Yes. Um. But thanks again. Um, have a great uh, day, afternoon, evening, and enjoy the rest of your internet.